0: back for season two of Mentor Chat. I'm Ashley and I'm Michelle. We're from the Mentoring Partnership of Southwestern Pennsylvania and we're excited to talk more about mentoring
1: with you over the next season. So if you remember from season one we talked about what mentoring is, about the different types of mentoring, different mentoring myths, and also spoke with staff of the Mentoring Partnership about their personal mentoring experiences and the work that they do. So if you hadn't had a chance to listen to those definitely check them out. And Michelle, I know that you listened to last season because we recorded it together. Um, was there anything that particularly stood out to you during the whole season?
0: Yeah, actually I would have to say the biggest thing that stood out to me from the last season and past conversation, and I think you might agree, is how we, the team at the mentoring partnership staff, we were all impacted by those natural mentoring relationships in our lives. And Ashley, if I remember correctly, you shared a story about a teacher that made a lasting impression.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, that was uh, my third grade teacher, actually. She was, she was really great. I remember her well and fondly. And I also remember, it was interesting, Kristen talked about a friend of hers who's like a peer mentor, mm-hmm. and they give each other advice a lot and kind of troubleshoot things in their lives together. And I thought that was... An interesting addition to the conversation, too, kind of a shows that a mentor isn't always an adult and that young people can be mentors to one another, too. Peers can be mentors.
0: Yeah, exactly. And those are the relationships, right, that happen organically in our communities, in schools, sports, with family and friends, and in spaces where we naturally find ourselves rather than in a formal program.
1: And as the listeners might remember, at the Mentoring Partnership, we call this Everyday Mentoring. And because it came up so much in the last season, in those stories and just in our conversations, that's what we wanted to focus on for the next few seasons. And we'll actually let Colleen tell you a little bit more about it in this clip from Season 1, Episode 5.
2: So if we think about that 360 degrees of mentoring, that's really the ideal, that kids are surrounded by caring adults who are there to help them and help support them. How do we grow it? You know, raising awareness is always the beginning. Helping people see their role, their potential role in mentoring, whether that be formal or natural mentors or everyday mentoring, but helping our community and everybody in it, the companies, the individuals, the schools see their role is making sure that there's this mentor blanket, right? This mentor screen that you run things under first to make sure that kids are cared for. To me, I think we're on the right path of the two prongs, reaching out to caring adults and getting them to find their place in this, in this work. And then also driving young people to think about their role in owning the potential of mentoring in their life. And then if we can do both of those at the same time, I think we'll have so much more success.
0: So in that clip, you heard Colleen mention that one way we grow mentoring is helping people see their roles as everyday mentors. To tell you a bit more about that and what everyday mentoring looks like in action, Ashley and I wanted to share some of the tenets of everyday mentoring.
1: Yeah, so the first one is commit to a purpose. So what this means is it refers to being more mentor-like, however you can, wherever you can, and with any of the youth you encounter in your life. We don't have to make this like complicated or overthink it, but we should be intentional and thoughtful when we interact with young people. Like we said when we talked about mentoring myths in season one, anyone can be mentor-like or a mentor. Everyone has something to offer. We just have to commit to doing it, commit to doing it well, and make sure that we're truly there for young people. Doing it well is key. Yes, we don't wanna cause harm. That's the number one rule of mentoring, cause no harm. So doing it well is number one. (laughs) And then the second tenet is recognize every child. So this means being aware and responsive to all young people and in this way more youth benefit from everyday mentoring interactions and this can nurture their sparks and attend to their needs. So this could even be something like greeting and recognizing children by their name. Um, one of our interviews coming up in the season actually used this example. And by greeting children and specifically using their name, this makes them feel really seen. And it's something super small that we can do, but also has a big impact. Also, these sparks that we talk about, these can be really important. And it's actually always really exciting to witness it happening in young people. And so I'm kind of curious, Michelle, did you have any sparks growing up? Oh. Actually I actually did have
0: one. So for a while growing up, I wanted to be a dermatologist. But in 11th grade, I was um, in home class. It was an elective, which I don't even think that's an option for students nowadays. But in that class, I fell in love with the caring aspect of the course. I mean, to my surprise, one day I was recognized in a student assembly with the like, outstanding home student award, if that was even the name of it. I can't recall the actual name. But because of that experience, I remember that I then had this passion to pursue um, working with young people um, once I graduated from high school. So I uh, went to college and majored in early childhood education, and my bachelor's degree is in early childhood education as a result of that experience.
1: Oh, wow. I did have home ec, although I don't think it was called that and my experience was not nearly so impactful. Um, so it's, it's also great that you had a teacher who paid attention and noticed how much you got out of that class mm-hmm. and that experience. And it seems like they really recognized that and also that an award like that could make you feel validated and really seen. And it doesn't sound like it would be a huge lift for them either. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's something that relates to be present So look for and find opportunities to make a mentoring difference in everyday moments, uh, like in a classroom and they can be big or they can be small, like giving out an award and they might not always have the biggest impact, but Mm -hmm. some like yours, Michelle, could even change the trajectory of a young person's life or career. Yeah,
0: and I think in those three tenets that you shared, um, and really all of them, it comes down to intentionality. So it's about being intentional, being intentional with your presence, right? Being intentional to uh, recognize every child. So being able to do that has that potential, you have that potential impact on youth in everyday moments. This can be difficult, right? We talk about doing it well. It can be difficult, but taking those moments to listen, to really listen, not to only what's being said, but to what's not being said, and then being able to listen without judgment. While doing this, understand and be aware of how personal biases might be impacting the relationship and how they're responding. The last tenet that I want to share is empower youth to ask for help. Last season, we talked about how to help students navigate finding mentoring relationships. And if we empower youth to ask for help, we can equip them to leverage the connectors with mentor like adults that are already in their lives Um, so that they can get the help they need to accomplish their goals um, and solve their challenges. So just those nudges of, oh, why don't you go ask, you know, X, Y, and Z is, makes a big difference.
3: Hi, everyone. Sally Wiggin here. You're tuning in to this Mentor Chat Podcast because you have an interest in mentoring, right? Well, so do I. I'm an honor board member of the Mentoring Partnership and have been involved with the organization for years. I've seen the power of mentoring firsthand, both in my own life and in the lives of those close to me. The sky's the limit when young people have caring adults who believe in them and empower them to dream big. Mentoring truly has a magic all its own, which is why we're so excited for our Magic of Mentoring event on October 26th. Join us at Heinz Field as we celebrate all the amazing mentoring in our community and those who make it happen. Programs, volunteers, and community organizations who support critical mentoring connections for kids. We're also thrilled to recognize mentoring champions William Strickland of Manchester Bidwell Corporation and Douglas MacPhail of Morgan Stanley Wealth Management. Visit mentoringpittsburgh.org for event details and information on tickets, sponsorships, and more. I hope you'll join us for what is sure to be a magical night for all.
1: So, because everyday mentoring is so important and meaningful, we wanna take deep dives in the next few seasons about it. We're going to look at everyday mentoring in schools, in the workplace, in the community, and we're also going to explore different ways that people are championing it and doing the work. And then we also want to be sure to take time to center youth voice and have youth speak about their experiences with mentoring as well. So with this next season
0: specifically, we're going to focus on schools and places of learning as it's an ideal space for everyday mentoring to occur. Kids spend the bulk of their time in school environments throughout the day. And it's a place where those sparks that Ashley talked about and that I shared my personal example can be nourished and developed. Everyday mentoring in a school environment can happen in person or virtually, and even spans beyond teacher-student relationships. It can happen with the crossing guard at the bus stop, during lunch through short interactions with the cafeteria workers, or it can simply just be an adult sending a note or encouraging message to a young person throughout their day.
1: To sum up some of what we've talked about so far, we know that every young person needs a champion. They need everyday mentors and someone to support them and care about them and make them feel seen and heard. And actually, Rita Pearson says it perfectly in this clip from her TED Talk. We know why kids don't learn. It's either poverty, low
4: attendance, negative peer influences, we know why. But one of the things that we never discuss, or we rarely discuss, is the value and importance of human connection. Relationships. James Comer says that no significant learning can occur without a significant relationship. George Washington Carver says all learning is understanding relationships. Everyone in this room has been affected by a teacher or an adult. For years, I have watched people teach, I have looked at the best, and I've looked at some of the worst. A colleague said to me one time, they don't pay me to like the kids. They pay me to teach a lesson, the kids should learn it, I should teach it, they should learn it, case closed. Well, I said to her, you know, kids don't learn from people they don't like. to have more relationships? Absolutely. Will you like all your children? Of course not. (laughs) And you know your toughest kids are never absent. (laughs) Never. You won't like them all and and, and the, the, the tough ones show up for a reason. It's the connection. It's the relationships. And while you won't like them all, the key is they can never, ever know it. So teachers become great actors and great actresses and we come to work when we don't feel like it and we listen to policy that doesn't make sense and we teach anyway. We teach anyway because that's what we do. Teaching and learning should bring joy. How powerful would our world be if we had kids who, who were not afraid to take risks, who were not afraid to think, and who had a champion? Every child deserves a champion, an adult who will never give up on them, who understands the power of connection, and insists that they become the best that they can possibly be. Is this job tough? You betcha. Oh, God. You betcha. But it is not impossible. We can do this. We're educators. We're born to make a difference. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us for episode two, where we will be interviewing our first guest to talk about everyday mentoring in schools and places of learning. We'll see you then
1: mentor chat is written produced and hosted by michelle thomas and ashley wineland with the mentoring partnership of southwestern pennsylvania our music is cheery monday by kevin mark special thank yous to Kristen allen and the mentoring partnership team for more information about us and mentoring visit the mentoring partnerships website at
2: www.mentoringpittsburgh.org